Hello, and welcome to Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, and this is episode number 34, A Career Story with Monica Genta. And she tells the story of how she went from classroom teacher to TED Talk presenter. Monica's story is inspirational, and I just absolutely love her energy, and I think you will too. Speaking of career, have you signed up for the Educators to Educators Career Conference? It's a conference that focuses on teacher career. So whether you're looking to get your first job or maybe make some income outside of the classroom or transition to work for an education company, this conference has a lot of information that I know you will find helpful. Head over to educatorstoeducators.com to learn more. Speaking of educatorstoeducators.com, have you been to our website in a while? It is a sleek new look that I absolutely love. And you can find blog posts, podcasts, interviews that align with whatever you want to learn about. One of my favorite additions to our website is a new series called Behind the Teacher. As you know, I am very passionate about the actual human being, the person behind the teacher. On this series, we're interviewing teachers from across the nation to learn more about them and who they are as a person. Hop on over to educatorstoeducators.com to learn more about Behind the Teacher and just what's going on at E2E. All right, well, it's time to talk to Monica, and I know you're going to find her story inspirational. So I thought it would be super appropriate to bring Monica on Educators to Educators podcast because we've been talking a lot about how we can push ourselves in our career, whether we are staying in the classroom until we retire or we want to try something new. And it was all about just, we've been talking a lot about taking risks and really pushing yourself. And so Monica came to mind because she has been taking some really incredible risks. She's been out there in the teacher world doing great things. And so Monica, we are so glad to have you on the podcast today. I'm so pumped to be here. Me too. And I have to tell you guys that I met Monica because she applied to present at the Teacher New Year Reboot Conference. And man, am I glad we said yes, because when I watched your video, when you turned your video in Monica, it took me about 30 seconds to completely just fall in love with you and your energy and your message. I Nobody ever tells me that I've got a lot of energy. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just mean, kidding. I love your energy. Do you ever rest? That's what I would like to know about you. Yeah. You oh, man. I sleep so well at night. Like, do you know how you fall in love with like a Netflix series or like just something on TV and you get so excited to like put on your jannies and watch it? I, I have this feeling and then I actually turn on the program and within five minutes I'm out. It takes me like four years to get through a series. <laughs> I actually can very much relate to that. Yes. I fall asleep and I sleep hard mm-hmm. and I'm pretty high energy too. Probably not as high energy as you, but you know, maybe it's that we just put it all in when we're awake and then when it's time to sleep, it is time to sleep. Absolutely. That is a thing. Yes. Okay. So tell me. How, how did your teaching and education career start? What did you teach? Um, what grade? What subject? Yeah. Okay. So I have been a classroom teacher for the past 10 years. 
Um, I have taught middle school science, so seventh grade science. And what's awesome is I actually teach at the school that I went to school in. Um, it's one of my most favorite stories to tell. I actually uh, ended my very first book that I ever wrote. Um, I, I ended it with the story of how I got that job, but I actually took my seventh grade science teacher's job at the middle school that I attended. It has been an incredible journey and it kind of led me to where I am today in education, which is kind of transitioning from the past 10 years teaching uh, students. And then this year I'm on a crazy journey. I'm on an unpaid sabbatical from my school district to teach teachers which is equally exciting. That is awesome. So tell us about that process. So you're in the classroom, you're going, you're teaching at the school that you went uh -huh. to, you had the same teacher that you had in middle school science. So it would have been really easy for you to stay there and, and find success and happiness. So how did this kind of trajectory of your career change? What, right. what happened? Okay. So about, Five to six years in, honestly, like in my head and in my heart, it just didn't feel right anymore. And it scared me. Like it scared me a lot because I went into the profession with just an extreme amount of passion. And I really felt like I was going to be the teacher who retired from education. Like I would have been totally okay with teaching seventh grade science at Mattoon Middle School for the next 35 years. Like I, I totally thought that's what was going to happen. And in the, in that like five to six year time frame, like things were changing and I wasn't necessarily changing with education. And so I like, I hated it. Like I hated my job and I, I don't think students knew that. Uh, they definitely didn't. I don't even think that colleagues really knew that about me. I was kind of hiding that because it was scary and it was embarrassing. Um, and so I realized that I had to shift something. I could either shift careers, which I toyed with quite a bit. I actually switched careers for about three months. I sold cars at a dealership, which is a crazy, crazy story in itself. But I either could continue to switch careers or I could shift my mindset and really just reclaim my joy for education and celebrate the awesome things that are happening. Yeah. So I ended up um, creating an awesome journal and every single day before I left work, I would document the one awesome thing that happened that day. Instead of focusing on all the really negative things that happened and the upset parents and the adding one more thing to the teacher to-do list, I was being intentional about focusing on the great things were happening. And so I journaled that for an entire year and uh, students started asking about the journal, colleagues started asking about the journal, and I just would share what I was writing about. I would share those little awesome moments. And a teacher wanted to read the journal and I was like, no way, you may not read this journal. It was an ELA teacher because I knew she was gonna destroy <laughs> it because it was unfiltered. There were cuss words in it. There were words that really aren't even words in it. There was just so much that wasn't 
what you would expect in like, I guess what an ELA teacher would expect. Um, it was raw and it was authentic. And she convinced yes. me to give her a couple of pages. And I would almost say, not to sound cliche, but the rest is history. Because she read those pages and said, like, part of my language, she said, holy, that is a book. And I'm like, no, that's my journal. I, that's not a book. And she's like, no, education needs this right now. We really need to focus on the awesome moments. Oh. And you have a journal of 180 tricks, tips, stories, strategies on how to do it, like publish that. And so I did, I, I, yeah, I ended up publishing it. It's called 180 days of awesome. And that not only helped me reclaim my joy for education, but it also now has had this really cool, I've had the privilege of sharing that with teachers all across the country and going in and doing professional development and just really helping teachers make sure that every single day that they walk through that school, they're loving that experience because people deserve to love their jobs. Yes. And I have to pause you because I want to read this quote that I said from an earlier podcast episode mm-hmm. about, I was talking about competition in the workplace yeah. Because think about your fellow colleague and that teacher. Was it a woman that? Gave yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she changed the trajectory of your life by being your cheerleader. And, yeah. and I said, like, when you believe in yourself and yourself, you have self-confidence, you really believe that there's space for everyone to be talented and successful. And so like props to that teacher who could have easily read it and felt jealous or felt like, all kinds of feelings and not become your ally and cheerleader. Yeah. So first of all, I just want to say props to her for like pushing you into this place because education does, does need I you. totally, yeah, no, that's a really, really great point. Um, and, and that's the cool thing about it. When we are really truly celebrating education, uh, we we're, we're doing this together. It's not about, Oh, your classroom transformation was cooler than mine. Or like, Oh my gosh, you have better classroom management than I do. It's all about coming together and sharing and saying like, what was your awesome of the day? Here was mine. And then somebody else saying, that's really great. I need to use that in my classroom. Here was my awesome of the day. And they're like, wow, I never thought about it like that. And really just building each other up to build the profession up, to put it on the platform that it deserves to be on. Do you think that we need to carry some of this responsibility of holding ourselves up so that other people will outside of the profession? Absolutely. My God, right now, when you turn on the news or you start looking in social media, golly, look at what's happening in education from a just not even a political standpoint, but from a public standpoint. I think sometimes people are getting misinformed on what's going on in schools. People feel like everyone hates their job. No one's getting the funding that they need. Every parent is being disrespectful. That's what you see in the media. But like the honest to God truth is that there is incredible stuff happening in classrooms. There are incredible things that teachers are doing to crush it in their classroom. Where's that? Like, why isn't that the stuff that is popping up all over the news and all over social media? We see glimmers of that, and that's the stuff that goes viral. But quite frankly, 
Every single teacher has viral opportunities happening in their schools every single day. It's just not getting exposed enough. And I think that's what 180 Days of Awesome did for my classroom and is doing for other teachers is exposing those little moments that have the power to change everything. Do you think you are called to lead that charge? Yeah, because here's the thing. This was... Tell tell me about that. Yeah. what did that I, so, like? How did you know to take the lead? Right. So like that zero to five years, loved my job. Year six was really, really, really hard. Had me questioning the profession. Year seven, I wrote this book and it transformed my mindset and created this ripple effect. So then this brought me to like year eight and nine where I was loving school. I was, I was loving being with students. I, I really started to get some momentum back. I had amazing leadership opportunities at my school that really was was challenging me, but also changing me in a good way. And then uh, the book created this opportunity and this platform where schools and district and conference series were hearing about it and saying, we need you to come keynote this event. We need you to come to our back to school in service. Will you come to us in October and lead a professional development day? And so all of this was coming in and it was awesome. It was just really difficult to manage having like this entrepreneurial business side of things where I'm a speaker and I'm an author and I'm like a motivational presenter with I'm a teacher and I love my job and I love kids and I love my colleagues. And so I had these two things that were incredible, but it was about creating a balance. And so you asked the question, was I called to one of them? And the hard part was I felt like I was being called to both. And in so many ways, it was incredible timing, but in so many ways it was terrible timing. So right now I mentioned that I'm on a one-year unpaid sabbatical from my school district hands down, one of the hardest professional choices I have ever made. I think a lot of times people transition into different careers because they hate their previous career. They're running away from something rather than running towards something. And so for me, I had to make a really difficult decision. I think when, when people sometimes first hear like, oh, you're traveling around, you know, the country and you're, you're doing all these really cool things with teachers. Um, like, are you, are you happy that you made that choice? Yes, for sure. But it was really hard. I miss the classroom a ton, a ton. I miss interacting with students, but it doesn't cause me to question this choice because I think you have to listen when the time is right. And even when it's scary, sometimes you have to make that leap. And I think the cool thing about it is like, So in August, I'll be back in the classroom and I'll go back to kind of managing both of them. And there's just really cool opportunities that are that are happening in order to balance those two things. But it was it was a calling. And I think that I'm called to education. I think I'm called to educate people and motivate people and 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 make sure that people are loving their jobs. And uh, it's right now it's teaching teachers. And now next year it'll be with teaching teachers and teaching students again. And it's, it's a platform that I feel insanely blessed to be a part of because it's meaningful work that is, is mattering to so many people. Well, and I loved what you said about running from one career to another. It's interesting because I do have a lot of um, teachers that reach out to me and 
it. And if I, one of the things we talk about is like, if you are super, super miserable, you need to look at like your whole life because if you really, really do not like teaching, that's going to come through at any education company when you're going to interview. Right. Like, I really want you to dig deep. Is it something else that's actually making you like for you, it sounds like a lot of it was like a mindset shift, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I shift into a a more positive place each day? Um, But I agree, like you need to really be okay with where you're at, find your passions and let your passions motivate you into the next place. Absolutely. Yes. What, how can people get your book? Yeah, so um, my books are available on my website, monicajensa.com. People are always like, I looked on Amazon. I can't find it. Where's Game Changers? Where's 180 Days of Awesome? And that's that's kind of a cool part of the journey is that um, I didn't publish with a major publisher. And there were some people who approached me about it and wanted to pick up the book. But my whole thing is I talk to teachers about being insanely authentic in their classroom and making sure that, that they are using their interests, their skills, and their strengths to captivate their audience of their students and do it in really real and authentic ways. Like you do you in your classroom. That's so yeah. important. And what I noticed was um, as I'm talking to, to, to from publishers, they're wanting to change the title of the book. They're wanting to alter uh, some chapters. They're wanting me to get rid of some of the jargon that I'm using. Um, There are a few occasions where I'm cussing in one of the books and they're like, we can't publish like that. And I'm like, then you're losing me. Then you are losing the essence of what is making these books real and why they are resonating so well with teachers. So I'm, um, I'm self-published and I did all the legal work and the graphic design work and the editing work that was, that was on me. And that was part of the challenge that really got me excited about the product and about the project. Like for me, I'm somebody who likes to stretch and continually grow. I hate the feeling of being stagnant and not because I'm always looking for the next best thing. It's just because for me, my intrinsic motivation comes from continually seeing what I can do to better myself and better other people. So that's part of the reason. I yeah. love that. And, and I think it's um, one thing I've been thinking about quite a bit this week is how as teachers um, we can make sure we are really looking to veteran teachers to learn important lessons about teaching. And I remember being like a first and second year teacher and there were veteran teachers that were super burnout and ready to go. And I didn't necessarily have like, didn't look up to them and respect them, but there were some teachers, like the teacher across the hall from me retired, I think after I was there two years and she was like a treasure chest (laughs) of wisdom for me. Um, And while I think you could be teaching for four years and be a treasure chest of of wisdom, um, I don't know. And it's a little off topic. I'm going on a tangent here. But when you were talking about your book and how you documented all this, you had been teaching for, you know, six, seven years. There's a lot of wisdom that you had in all of those years. I can't wait to read your book at like year 25. Oh, yeah. I love that future thinking in you. That's cool. Yeah. 
So um, just something that's been on my mind and for some reason that triggered. So teachers can get your book at your website. I want you to talk about your TED Talks because you have two, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, this was one of these things that was on my bucket list. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big goal setter and then I like to go and just absolutely crush those goals. And one of the things that I promised myself is that if I was on a one-year unpaid sabbatical from my school district, that I had to create opportunities. I think sometimes people wait for cool opportunities to just present themselves, and and sometimes that happens, and that's cool, but, but I wanted to make sure that I was pursuing things to, to really better education in a number of different platforms. And so I knew that I was writing another book. So I've got uh, uh, another book just recently got released called Crushing It for Kids. That was awesome, loved it. I've got one that's coming out this summer called The Rooted Classroom. So those are two projects that I wanted to tackle during this year. I've uh, been in like 60 to 70 different cities doing professional development uh, this past calendar year and have about 20 to 30 scheduled for the next couple of months awesome. But I wanted to do something that was a big stretch, like a big goal. And uh, a TED Talk was one of those. So I think sometimes um, we see these TED Talks and we think like, oh yeah, like that would be cool to do. And I didn't realize to to do a TED Talk was like a full-time job. I applied for probably 20 different TED Talk events. Every single one of them has a different theme. Um, and then you have to apply and then pre-record basically your TED Talk pitch. And so okay. I went on this just incredible adventure to apply for as many TED Talks as I could that had a theme that matched my message. And uh, with like I got denied, 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 denied. And then within the matter of a week, I got a yes from two different TED Talk uh, platforms. One of which um, was very small scale. Not all TED events are made equal. Some are very uh, low key, open to the public, no ticket sales, like they recorded on an iPhone, still very cool. Um, but I, so I did one a little bit more locally a ton of fun. And then another one ended up in uh, the Chicago area in Naperville. And they do it so well. They had like eight different camera angles. I had a speaking coach for like three months. I arrived to the destination. There's a masseuse wow. that they hired for the day. Uh, yeah, they sold uh, awesome. they sold out tickets. The place was packed about a thousand people. Everyone paid a hundred dollars for the ticket. It was so well done, so organized, and I had the privilege of standing on that red circle, that iconic red TED Talk circle, and sharing a message um, about how it is so important that we are building insanely strong relationships with students in our classrooms, that before we teach our content, we must focus on communication, camaraderie, and compassion in the classroom. And I compared this concept to the Starbucks philosophy and how Starbucks puts relationships first, that they're not, they're not a coffee company, they're a people company, 
And I think that schools need to operate in that same way. We have to be focusing on people before we focus on content. Um, so that's that's now available on YouTube and the response has been just incredible and people are watching it and loving it. And it's so neat to see on Instagram that people are buying magic eight balls and pitch pipes and, and um, just really taking some of the ideas that I talked about in that, in that Ted talk and using them in their classroom and then saying, Holy cow, that totally works. I have never had greater relationships with students than I do now because of trying some of these strategies. I love it. I love it. And I love you. I love everything about you, Monica, and your energy. Thank you. I love your energy too. I, we, are, we are definitely cut from the same cloth. <laughs> I have to tell our listeners that you and I, um, we, we got a chance to meet face-to-face. Uh, I'll yeah. picture um, of us when I uh, released the podcast, but we had a blast. Like we, I think we could have sat there and talked all night long. Um, but I loved meeting you. I'm so proud of everything you're doing. I'm proud of you as a woman being a risk taker and putting yourself out there. I know it's hard to be vulnerable. Um, and I know that, you know, you just continue to push yourself. So thank you, um, on behalf of teachers across the nation for doing that, doing that work. Thank you. I, I love what I do and I love helping other people find that passion in their profession again, because I get it. Like when, when teachers walk away from their classroom disgruntled and like literally banging their head against their desks, asking themselves like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this for this amount of money? Like, I get it. I totally get it. I'm with you. And let's make sure that we're focusing on those awesome moments to reclaim that purpose in our profession every single day. Awesome. Well, I can't think of a better way to end this. Thank you so much for your time today and your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is awesome.